hey, hey, we got lots to talk about today, hey, 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 that's right, we got lots to talk about today, we've been talking all this week about raising the standard of average, we're going to continue to talk about that today, which is going to be amazing, and you have to give, offer me some grace and understanding this particular room, normally I only stay in rooms where I can do a show without there being a bed in the background, but in this particular case, I simply couldn't avoid it, so please offer me some grace on that, but we're going to talk about Flagstaff, Arizona, we're going to talk about our identity and how we can shift that, where is that noise coming from, oh, I'm still in here, somehow I thought it was out, we're going to talk about our identity and ultimately how we can shift that and uh, we're going to have an Eddie Panero stop in here in a little bit. If you don't know who Eddie Panero is, he's going to be joining us today. All that and more today on GM3X. So listen, here's what it boils down to. Are you ready? It's time. And guess what time it is? <laughs> it's time to rise and grind. Welcome to GM3X. I am your host, Glenn Lundy. I am a husband to one, a father to eight, and the founder of the 800% Elite Club. I hope you're ready for motivation, education, inspiration, celebrity interviews, and thought-provoking conversations. Because it's 5.30 a.m. and it's time to rise and grind. Dude, I don't know if you heard what it said right there in that intro. Did you hear that? It, it said father to eight. <laughs> who does that? I mean, who has, who, who has eight kids? It's 2022, bro. Haven't you figured out what, what causes that? <laughs> I'm just freaking kidding. I'm on one this morning. Hey, today is Thursday, September 29th. I had to look, by the way. I, I literally had to look at my notes and be like, okay, what day is it again? Today is Thursday, September 29th, 2022. And what's crazy is today is the very first and the very last time it'll ever be Thursday, September 29th, 2022. So I want to make sure we make the absolute most, and I do mean the absolute most of this absolutely incredible, incredible day. I'm coming to you live from Flagstaff, Arizona. Uh, I can see right over here on Facebook. Make sure, do me a favor, drop a comment. Let me know how the sound quality is. Wanna just want to make sure everything is good there on sound for those of you on Facebook and YouTube. So if you're there, drop me a comment. Or if you're listening on Clubhouse, feel free to shoot me a text. Let me know. Just want to make sure sound is good this morning. But I'm coming to you live from Flagstaff, Arizona. Now, Flagstaff, Arizona, if you don't know where it is, Flagstaff, Arizona is up in the mountains. It's the northern part of Arizona. It sits at 7,000 feet elevation, 7,000 7, feet above sea level. Isn't that crazy? It's, it's nuts, right? So you got Mile High City, Boulder, Colorado, right? Mile High City, they always talk about the elevation there. We are 2,000 feet higher. I'm sorry, we're actually at 7,500 feet, right? We're 2,000 feet higher than uh, the places are over there in Colorado, right? It's pretty neat. So I grew up here in Flagstaff, Arizona, and I went to, uh, I mean, this is where I went to school. This is where I raised, uh, I was raised. I went to Coconino High School for a little bit. I went to Sanawa High School, which is ultimately where I graduated from. Uh, you know, I lived here for 23 years. 23 years of my life, I lived and was raised right here in Flagstaff, Arizona. 
And that meant I dealt with a lot of snow. See, a lot of you guys, you think Arizona, you think desert, you think hot, you think all of those things. But actually here in Flagstaff, it snows about six months out of the year. And when I say it snows, I mean big snows, like real snow, like a foot overnight, 18 inches overnight, 24 inches overnight. Like we're talking about real snow up here in Arizona. A lot of people don't know that about this place. It's interesting, right? But I grew up here, and I grew up in a place called Greenlaw Garden Apartments, and I hope it's not freezing on you, because it is on me over on the feed, and I don't know why. We have super strong signal this morning. Sometimes hotels can do that to us. So I am going to double check. Feel free to send me a text if you can hear this, because it's not showing up the way that it should over on my side. And that's a little bit of an issue. Um, just want to make sure we're good. Yes, I've got full solid bars, full stream. Okay, that's interesting. Okay. All right. Facebook is being so weird. Okay, you are good on sound. Okay, thank you, Dora Maria. I appreciate that. Um, interesting, but yeah, we're good on Facebook. Okay, thank you. This is what I need. See, this is, takes a tribe. It takes a community. It takes a village to make this happen. So I grew up in Greenlaw Garden Apartments, 2600 East 7th Avenue, and uh, I grew up in apartment 28. Also, uh, my, <laughs> I don't know what's happening here, but I'm done looking at it. Also, my, um, I grew up in apartment 28 where I lived with my mom, my stepdad, and my sister. Also, in apartment 30, just two doors down, was my dad and his uh, wife, my stepmom, and my stepbrothers and sisters. And so it was an interesting dynamic the way I grew up. Uh, my mom is white. She had remarried a white dude, and so I had kind of the white house. And then dad is black, and he remarried a black woman. So we kind of had a black house. We had two different cultures and all all the stereotypes that you could think of existed in between those two houses, right? Every stereotype. <laughs> if you could think of a stereotype, it existed in those two houses. You know, Dad's house was like fried chicken, collard greens, gospel music, drinking Kool-Aid. Mom's house was like country music, rock and roll, uh, you know, show tunes, you know, um, you know, you know, her eating a, a meal, sitting on the couch. It was just, it was just different, right? Two completely different cultures. And that's kind of how I grew up. I grew up in between those two cultures. And after a devastating custody loss, where I lost custody of my six-year-old daughter at the time, my now oldest daughter, who's 23 years old, Kira, after I lost custody of her, I decided to move. I decided to hit the road and to go try and create something new, to create a new identity for me, to create a new identity for uh, my future self, I decided I had to move, I had to get out of this environment, I had to get around different people, and I had to give myself a new opportunity to become something I wasn't. And so the way to solve that for me 
was to move and go play poker for a living. <laughs> that was what I decided. I decided I was going to be a professional gambler. I was going to go play poker for a living, and I did that. And that lasted for a short amount of time, but ultimately led me to being homeless on the streets of San Diego, California. <laughs> so for those of you out there thinking professional gambling is your path, let me challenge that just a little bit, <laughs> right? But I left Flagstaff searching for an opportunity to create something new. And what I found was interesting was that everywhere I went, Glenn continued to show up. You see, it didn't matter if I changed my environment. It didn't matter that I changed the people around me. Glenn continued to show up. And it wasn't until Glenn moved to Kentucky and began to create a whole new identity to literally shift the identity of who he was through God, through spirituality, through a long series of a lot of hard work, it wasn't until Glenn's identity started to shift that everything around him started to change. You see, it was really interesting. Glenn had to step away from who he was in order to become who he is today. I, me, Glenn, in case you didn't know me, I had to step away from who I was to become the man I am today. You see, my environment played a huge part. My environment played a huge part of my identity, what I believe to be true about myself. And the reality of that is the same is, the same is true for you. I was going to say the same is most likely true for you. But the reality is the same is true for you. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. But first, before we do that, you know what we got to do on this show. We got to do some dancing. We got to get these bodies in motion. That's right. So we're listening to some Tony with the key. Hashtag rise and grind this morning. Incredible, incredible, incredible song by my boy Tony. I appreciate you, Tony, for putting this together. But this is the part of the show. Right? This is the part of the show where if you're laying in bed, I'm going to challenge you to get up. And you might be like, well, I'm tired. I didn't get much sleep. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> you're talking to the wrong guy. You get no grace or understanding from me. Okay, it's 2.30 in the morning right now where I'm at. I traveled 16 hours yesterday to get here. All right, I was in Massachusetts yesterday morning doing a show at, from an airport after two hours of sleep. I then traveled seven hours of flights, another couple hours of driving, another couple hours of layovers to ultimately get here, where I went to bed last night, I guess it's last night, here it's right now, it's 2.43 in the morning, I've been up since 1 o'clock in the morning, I went to bed after 10 p.m. last night, so I don't want to hear it, I'm on day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I'm on day four, of two hours and ten minutes of sleep each night. How about that? All right? So I don't want to hear it. Get up. 
get up. An object in motion tends to stay in motion. An object at rest tends to stay at rest. And we got to get you moving. This is also the part of the show where if you're out there on a run or you're working out, I need you to give it just a little bit more. Give yourself a little extra, just a little extra boost right now would be the time. It's also the part of the show where I need you to hit that share button. If you're on Facebook, share it out. YouTube, share it out. If you're on Clubhouse, hit the share button. Let's go ahead and share this out into the streets. Let's take this positive, powerful energy convert it turn it into something powerful on the outside correct correct all right and lastly this is the part of the show where i'm going to try and say good morning to you and i want you to say good morning to me so whether you're watching live or on replay say what's up and i'll say what's up back i'm having some issues staying connected over on my phone which is weird i'm connected to wi-fi there um as well but I'm having some issues staying connected. But I do see, I know Jeff Moffat too this morning. I'm going to say good morning to him. I know Dora, Dora Maria is in the building. Good morning, Dora Maria. Christina Howard and Marvin Reed. Renee Knorr and Megan DiMartino. Good morning to you. Good morning, Jackie Brannigan. Good morning, TM Hyman. Tara Murney, I'm so glad you're here. I hope you're healing well. Yin. Good morning. Iffy, good morning. Thanks for opening for us today. Justin Conico, <laughs> thanks for opening. Or thanks for being here, man. Golly. Core Element, Peter ONG, good morning. Tom Popelka, Terrence Elmore, Natasha Smith, Mac Tyke Radio, Dr. Yang, Maria Lynn, Kim Fair, Ella, Limitless, Sankey, Mary Kim, Renee, Mindy, Lady Jules, Patty, Health, or Health Wells, Miranda, Frank, Lindsay, Kate. Cortland, Regina, Wisdom, Shay, Travis, Blessings, Katsuhiro, my goodness, all y'all up in here today on GM3X, I appreciate you being here for today's episode, I really do, there's a trillion places you could be, and you chose to be here, and I love spending this time with you uh, virtually, it's always awesome to be able to spend time together in this way, I also want to let you know, if you're in the automotive space, We're going to be meeting live and in real person, live and in real person. We're going to be meeting live in real person in Cummings, Georgia in uh, just uh, less than a month, a little over three weeks. And you should join us. It's going to be spectacular. Check it out. Automotive dealer owners and GMs only exclusively on October 26th, the Technology Matters Summit presented by 800% Elite Automotive Club. We are holding this event at one of the premier dealerships in the United States of America. We will be at Beaver Toyota in Cummins, Georgia. That's right, Beaver Toyota led by Patrick Abad. I know you've heard of the place. They've had a massive, massive increase in sales over the last three years. And we're going to have our event right there on site. So you can check out the store. You can check out all the features. You can check out what some are calling the Disneyland of dealerships. As we learn that technology matters from Dan Moore, Brian Benstock, Brian Kramer, and so many more. Grab your ticket now. We'll see you there. October 26th, Cummins, Georgia. Don't miss it. There's something incredible about the prospect of starting over. Not because you're unhappy with who you are, or because each step that brought you here wasn't perfect in its own unique way, but because somewhere deep down, we can feel the infinite. We know that when it comes to what's possible, we are a flicker of light in a galaxy of stars. 
waiting to take shape, find our way, to shine out across the very elements from which we came. See, beginning again simply means a new chapter. It means the next adventure. It's places you've never gone, people you've never met. It's stories untold and dreams still dancing around in your head. There's an old Dr. Seuss quote I remember as a kid. He said, sometimes you will never know the value of a moment until it becomes a memory. And turning the page on that chapter is, if nothing else, a temporary reminder that we are in the very moments we'll look back on and smile. It shines a spotlight on the people that mean the most and reassures us that the small stuff just might be the big stuff. After all, life doesn't dwell on the heartbreak or the times we fell, but the times we got back up. The times we looked with confidence at the road ahead and smiled at the horizon. As each fleeting moment is discovered, for the very first time. So here's to breathing in that ocean breeze. Laughing until your stomach hurts. Here's to dreaming like there are no rules and living like there's no tomorrow to creating your masterpiece one word, one note, one brush stroke at a time. To dancing when the music isn't playing and sharing your song when it is. Here's to seeing the beauty when most walk right by it. Being light in darkness and a voice in silence. Here's to living life on your terms paving your own path and writing your own story. The one where the hero doesn't stop until the princess is saved and the castle is taken. The one where reality is a reflection of imagination. Because if you do these things, when you look back years from now, you'll have a lot to say. But I promise you, I wish won't be one of them. Not because of what you were given, but because of what you chose to see. Last night, I was at dinner with my lifelong best friend, James Sims. Him and I have been friends since I was five years old, and also his beautiful daughters and his amazing wife, and my buddy, Scott Baugh. And Scott Baugh is the owner of Planet Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram here in Flagstaff, Arizona. He's also the guy that gave me my first job in the auto industry, hired me as a salesperson back in 1999. And so I was at dinner with the two of them, and at that particular dinner, we got to talking, obviously reminiscing as as you do when you get 
with old friends, right? And so we got to talking and reminiscing about the past. And Scott kindly, <laughs> and I will say kindly, pointed out that he likes this Glenn better than he did the the old Glenn. He said, you know, I don't mean to hurt your feelings or nothing, but the Glenn that you were, I didn't like that guy as much. I like this guy. And I agree with him. I like this Glenn way better than old Glenn, right? Like being here in Flagstaff right now reminds me so much of who I'm not. And yet at one point, the man I am not is the man that I was, right? Like, it's an interesting paradox. Letting go of who you are in order to become who you could be. Like, it almost seems counterintuitive, right? But you have to hear me out on this. Letting go of who you are in order to become who you could be, from my experience, in my experience, it's the only way. You see, your identity, big, huge, powerful word, by the way, your identity determines your results in life. Who you believe that you are over time will eventually become your reality. Let me say that again one more time for those of you in the back. Who you believe that you are over time will eventually become your reality. You see, you see this, if you study successful people, which I do, I study all the time, but if you study successful people, you'll find something interesting that I think they're wrong. I don't even think they realize it, right? But when you study successful people, successful people, many successful people, especially like really, really, really highly successful people, they'll say in interviews and whatnot, they'll say, I always knew. I just always knew that this is what I was supposed to do, right? Kobe O'Brien will say, I just always knew I was meant to play basketball. I just always knew I was supposed to be a singer. I just always knew. And here's the reality. They didn't always know. Like, that's just a fact, Jack. They didn't always know that that's what they were supposed to do. They were exposed to basketball. They were exposed to music, they were exposed to business, they were exposed to it, and at some point after being exposed to it, they decided that this is what they wanted to do, and then because they decided that this is what they were going to do, it became all that they knew, and therefore today, it's true. Are you following me? Lada, I know it's early in the morning. They were exposed. They decided that this is what was going to be true. It therefore became all that they knew. Therefore, fast forward, it became true. They weren't just born destined to do this thing that they do. I don't believe that. 
I believe God has a plan, and I, I believe in all that stuff. Don't get me wrong; we're not getting spiritual here. I'm saying take, take, uh, take Kobe Bryant, one of the greatest basketball players of all time. Take him and have him be born instead of being born in Italy and growing up the way he grew up with the parents that he grew up with. Take him and uh, have him be born in Uganda with no running water. Never ever even seeing the game of basketball. Do you think he becomes one of the greatest basketball players in the world? You see, he was exposed to it. He made a decision that this is what he was going to do. And ultimately, because of that decision, it became part of his identity. So therefore, it was all he knew. Therefore, it became true. You see, your identity is determined by cultural influence. Excuse me. Your identity is determined by cultural influence. Where you were raised, who raised you, how you were raised, and even when you were raised all plays a part in your identity. You see, it all feeds in. And then together you take this whole recipe of where and who and how and when, you take this whole recipe, you put it all together, right? And ultimately it spits out your identity. And then once you spit out that identity, you accept it, you accept that this is my identity, and then that becomes your reality. Let me give you some examples. Being broke all the time is a cultural thing. Being broke all the time is a cultural thing. Culturally, you were exposed to being broke all the time and at some point decided that, that your identity would be attached to being broke all the time. Therefore, you're broke all the time. Broke is cultural. It's a cultural state. Addicted, being an addict, any type of addiction, drug, alcohol, porn, uh, whatever, any type of addiction is cultural. At some point you were exposed to it. At some point you made a decision that this was going to be a part of your identity. Therefore, it became your identity. Now it's true that you are addicted. Do you understand? Your identity is a cultural thing. Your thought process of feeling less than, not capable, not good enough, that even that thought process alone is a cultural, it's a cultural thing. It's not true. It's only true for you, because <laughs> you've made it a part of who you are, like it or not. And see, this is the problem. The problem is that most people won't take the time to ask themselves if their identity is serving them or not. Because see, your identity doesn't care. 
The identity doesn't care if it's serving you, if it's not serving you. The identity just is what it is. Whatever got mixed up in that bowl, I mean, you know, you mix up the sugar, you mix up the flour, you mix up the rainbow sprinkle birthday cake, you throw it in the cake, what's going to come out? Rainbow sprinkle birthday cake. The cake does not care. The cake cares zero if it tastes good or if it doesn't taste good. Your identity doesn't care if it serves you or not. And that's the problem is most people won't take the time to really take a look and say, is my identity, what I believe to be true of myself and the environment around me, is it serving me, yes or no? I want you to do it right now. Ask yourself that question. Is your identity, what you believe to be true about yourself and the environment around you, is that identity serving you, yes or no? If the answer is yes, then I want to give you a big, a whopping congratulations. Congratulations for walking in an identity that is ultimately serving you, one that is fulfilling, one that is purpose-filled, one that is moving you in the directions that you want to go with your faith, your fitness, your family, your finances, all of those things. I'm, a, I'm aligned with you. I am thrilled with the identity. I am thrilled with my identity. It is totally 100% serving me and moving me exactly where I envision myself to be able to go. So for those of you that, yes, congrats. For those of you that are like, no, my identity is not serving me, then you are going to have to let go of who you are in order to become who you were meant to be. You are going to have to choose to let go of who you are, all of it, identity at your core. You're going to have to let go of who you are to become who you were meant to be. And see, I believe that you were meant to be the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. That's what I believe. You see, I believe that you and I are children of God, the God of the universe. And that that God did not make you or me to be an average version or an above average version or a below average version of us, but ultimately to be the best version of us. And sometimes our environments, our people, the culture, the situations we were raised in and the experiences have caused us to create an identity that is far less than what our Father in heaven had intended for us. And so I'm going to challenge you to break free of the chains that your identity are holding on to you, to break free of those chains and to be able to discover an identity that does serve you, that does move you forward. So you have to let go of who you are in order to become who you were meant to be. And just use me as a walking example. I had to let go of who I was. I had to move 1,500 miles across the country. I had to go from snow-topped mountains to uh, horses, bourbon, uh, basketball, and, and bluegrass. 
I had to go from an environment that was footloose and fancy free. That was really old of me to just say that right there. Uh, but an environment that was more, you know, like the fast life. And I had to, I had to, I had to put myself in an environment to slow it down. To slow it down. I married my wife, one of the most incredible people ever, surrounded by seven beautiful, spectacular, incredibly intelligent children, my friend circle, the way I look at this industry that I'm in, the automotive industry and the love and passion, I used to despise it. Like, I don't even recognize that dude. And when I'm here in this environment in Flagstaff, it's weird, man. It's like, it's like I'm, part of me is looking over my shoulder because I'm afraid I'm going to run into that guy. That's how far removed I am from who I was. And that's how far I had to remove myself in order to be able to shift my identity to an identity that serves me. Versus one that ultimately kept me from reaching my highest potential. And that's what I want for you. This is why I get up at 2.30 in the morning. This is why we hang out in these spaces. This is why you can always count on me to be here, whether I'm traveling, whether I'm on planes, whether I'm moving all around, whether I have to do an hour of sleep or two hours of sleep or three hours of sleep or whatever. I don't care because I believe that what is true for me, my identity tells me, that if I can help you change the way you start your day, just by simply changing the way you start your day, if I can help you with that, it can help you shift into an identity that serves you. And I know that if you rise, I rise, because we all rise together, right? And so listen, I love you. I do. I absolutely stinking love you. So if that identity of yours is not currently serving you, it's time for you to let go of who you were so you can become who you were meant to be.